Hello, everyone. Welcome to Perfect Timing Podcast. I'm your host, Sydney Charlie Renee. And today I have two lovely ladies from Saber Girl Saber World, another installment that I have for you all. I have Veronica Joseph and Latasia Lasus, who is actually here for the second time this uh, for yeah, she was here last month. Now she's here for June. Well, welcome you both to the shows. Hello. Thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. So Latasia, you were here before. I want you to go ahead and give a little rundown of who you are, what you're about, and how you are associated with Save a Girl, Save a World. Hello, everyone. My name is Latasia Lasus, and I am the health education intern here at Speak Up. And a little background about me. Um, I'm an alumni of Quackerland University. I graduated with my bachelor's of psychology. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Veronica. Hi, I'm Veronica Joseph. Um, I am the current advocacy and engagement chair at um, Saber Girl, Saber World Speak Up Project. Um, I am a graduate of the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill with a a BA in sociology, minor in health and society. Um, I'm a current MPH student at Emory Rollins School of Public Health um, in the behavioral, social and health education science department. So yeah, lots of stuff going on. I'm excited to be here. You guys are both like so successful. It's making me feel so empowered right now. My goodness. Um, and it's actually really fun in Veronica. I have a friend who's actually going to North Carolina Chapel Hill on a full ride. I'm My not goodness. <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm probably going to get y'all in contact. Okay. <laughs> uh, but thank you both for taking the time to join me today. Just so my listeners know what we are going to be talking about. The Smoking Prevention Through Equity Advocacy and Knowledge Project, also known as Speak Up, is an anti-tobacco initiative funded by Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, led by Save a Girl, Save a World. The Speak Up Project works specifically with young HBCU women to enable them to become more proactive and empowered to take charge of their health and well-being, motivating them to refrain and or stop tobacco and use. Saxhouse Speak Project is concerned with the health and wellness of HBCU women, and this project also gives collegiate students a, day, a chance to learn about advocacy and community awareness. So, you guys, this is going to be the first time we're talking about, like, kind of pop culture on this show, so I hope you're excited. Uh, we're going to be talking about Miss Doja Cat. You may or may not know of her, um, but she recently had to, like, cancel a lot of shows because of her surgery from, you know, like, her smoking and alcohol use, and we're just going to be talking about that today as well. And also this episode is going up the day after Juneteenth. I hope you all celebrated, partied hard and well and all good things of that nature. So we're also going to be talking about that. Let's go ahead and talk, talk, start talking about like the smoke prevention and things like that. Um, so Latasia, we can start with you. Uh, reportedly, Doja Cat was taking antibiotics but forgot that she was taking them and drank wine and was vaping all day long. Uh, vaping cooks lungs with potentially harmful like chemicals and like e-liquid concoctions usually include some mix of flavorings or aromatic additives and nicotine or THC dissolving into an oily liquid base and doctors say that vaporized elements of the oil are getting deep down into the lungs and causing an inflammatory response. Um, So Latasia, do you think that this was a safe practice for Doja to be like irresponsible and not understanding of the issue of vaping? What do you think is your perspective? Yes, so you did mention that she actually forgot that she was even taking the antibiotics. So I thought that that was extremely interesting Um, just because from a mental health perspective, um, when people are indulging in whatever their vice of choice is, like for instance, um, Doja shows vaping or, um, you know, drinking alcohol. um, Essentially what these drugs do or these stimulants do, they help you escape 
your reality or whatever it is that you're facing. You know, a lot of times people think, oh, like celebrities, they're rich and famous. Like they don't have problems or, you know, they don't face real life reality. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's like the dream they sell. They want everyone, you know, to be rich and famous and things like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, everyone in this world is struggling with something. So, you know, when it comes to just smoking or vaping or just any other like unhealthy coping mechanism, it's all designed to just distract you from whatever it is that is affecting you in that negative way. So, you know, I don't think that this was a safe practice for her. Um, You know, I just feel like this is what causes the addiction because, you know, people do want to escape whatever it is that they're struggling with, or they want to distract themselves from whatever it is they're facing with. So I feel like when it comes to mental health, it's very important that you are sober and dealing with whatever it is that you're dealing with in a healthy way. Exactly. And like, I have noticed like some reasons that like people have gotten into vaping and things like that. It's just kind of, like you said, trying to get away from like reality and things like that. And I'm telling you, there's way more options than, you know, like, consulting drugs or you know just like smoking and vaping or like drinking or something like that there's way more options than you know trying to consult to that and I really think that I have no idea why or how she started vaping and things like that but I remember I don't know if it was like AMAs or the Grammys or something like that or almost like any musical award event that she's been to but if she was getting called on stage she was taking a hit before she went and I'm like yeah I saw that that's that's kind of a bad influence but you know like I don't know if like that's what she wanted to represent or if like you know it is some type of addiction and unfortunately it did hinder her performance because I was actually supposed to see her this summer and now I can't um but you know that just kind of goes with it and it just goes to show like because that she was able she was smoking and things like that it kind of hindered her performance and honestly probably lost her a lot of money because of that and so the one that I was going to see to pay her would like go see her going down the drain but you know what it's okay. It's okay. Exactly. Uh, Veronica, yeah. um, I would also like to know like your perspective on the situation. Why do you think that, do you think like, there's an irresponsible of her? Like, what do you think is going on in this situation? Yeah, I definitely think that um, irresponsible is such a heavy word and like it is irresponsible, but I definitely, I've, I've followed some of like her struggles with um, mental health, especially like her, her career. Like she's been really wanting mm-hmm. not be under um the management that she's under I think mm-hmm. she's under the same management that uh Kesha was under um and we all know how that situation ended up so right I can only imagine the kind of pressure she's under but I like y'all said I really wish that she would have chose a different vice especially with you know yes the money don't solve everything but you have a little bit more access to things that we don't like therapy or some more yoga some meditation like you can have people come in and ground you and do um you know reiki and all these other things Mm -hmm. so you know i wish that she had made a different choice for sure um especially knowing how integral her her voice is to her um her job, her livelihood. But I think that even that is an important thing for us to think about because whatever she's going through and whatever her addiction was, um, was so important that like it overshadowed even the thing that's keeping her where she's at. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. that, I, I think that when we talk about like tobacco and all those other things, like we make it seem like it's so easy to just make a decision and say, I'm not going to do it anymore. But 
it's it's addicting and it, it'll addiction takes over your life so I really hope it doesn't stop her right. back because I, you know <laughs> right <laughs> I want to hear more from her but, Me too. Yeah. <laughs> and like it is kind of you know like something to think about is kind of like why do people get addicted to these kind of things so what kind of draws them into that um Latisha, maybe this next one can be for you like from your perspective why do you think especially not not especially but in this context why do you think black women participate in vaping and like hookah pipe smoking and things like of that nature i think a lot of it has to do with the entertainment industry and how they promote it as this thing like oh you want to go out and socialize this is the way to do it like in atlanta lounges hookah lounges are a big thing or even just mm-hmm. restaurants even restaurants now have hookah like then you know what I'm saying so it's just something that's been normalized and then also a lack of education and not really knowing what you're actually inhaling when you do smoke hookah so you know it looks like oh I'm having a good time I can post my little video record you know mm-hmm. a lot of people a lot of um, celebrities and things like that they have been posting like videos of them like going out and enjoying hookah and things like that so that kind of just leads to them thinking okay so this is something that's okay for me to do you know they're doing it why can't I type thing so yeah definitely um lack of education and just the entertainment industry and how they promote it right like you know like and like you were saying it's like an almost every rap song it's kind of like yeah this is fun and then like if it's played somewhere and like if there's an adult they're kind of looking at you like sideways I'm like oh no don't worry it's just like the music and you know like we're not actually participating but it's kind of like you want to relate to a song, you're going to go do the things that the song is telling you to do, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and Latisha, why, while I have you, like, why do you think that people, like, decide to, you know, even if they know the harmful things of it, because I've been to countless, you know, unfortunately, it's been countless because they come to my school so often, just talk about vaping prevention and things like that, and just saying, these are the toxic chemicals going into your lungs. And it's kind of like, you're hearing all this bad stuff about mm-hmm. it, but you're not stopping. So why do you think it's kind of difficult for people to quit and like get away from that cycle? Honestly, I think it's because people don't want to um, stand out in a way because it's easy to, you know, when you go out, um, people are, everyone else is doing it. So you want to, of course, fit in um, whatever the case may be. So it's hard to put up that stance and say, you know, no, I'm going to actually take accountability for my health. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to be looked out, looked at as an outsider when you're out and socializing and things like that. So I think that that definitely um, plays a huge part of it. Absolutely. And Veronica, like uh, if you've had any experience or if you've like been in a situation or area where, you know, people were smoking or you may have been peer pressured to do it, like if you have talk about that experience and like, how do people, you know, try to quit and like try to get this form of smoking, you know, out of their, their livelihood? Yeah. So I've, I've actually smoked hookah. I've never smoked a vape, but I've smoked hookah. Um, and especially moving to Atlanta, cause I'm not a native. I'm from North Carolina. We have <laughs> a couple hookah bars, maybe in the city. Um, mm-hmm. And I had pro- previous to that, maybe smoked hookah one time. It was like, oh my God, this is terrible. I don't understand um but moving to Atlanta and having friends that are from all over it was like oh well we're going out to brunch and the two things you get during brunch is bottomless mimosas and a hookah so it's you know you may not be the one paying for the hookah but everybody gets a tip so mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things where it's become such a a social thing and I think um 
when things get socialized that way as like this is a community practice like this is something we're doing together um then it's much easier to be like oh well I'm you know I'm not a regular hookah smoker I only do it whenever I go out so you know it's not the same as the people who are smoking it every day and for me (laughs) especially with COVID going around I was like look you lose your breath one time you ain't trying to do it again so Mm -hmm. Um, I, I also am in general, just not a fan of like smoking. I, I've never really been a fan of smoking. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really easy to just be like, yeah, my friends can smoke and I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my own thing. But for people who, who can't, or feel like, you know, are having issues, not, um, falling into that, I would definitely say like, you just have to think about what's more important to you. Like if you're an athlete, if, even if you're a regular person, like, Think about how you feel the next day, even mm-hmm. after smoking a hookah or smoking a vape um, and how heavy your chest feels and how like, imagine feeling that all the time. Like imagine the time where it doesn't go away. Um, like sometimes it's hard to think about the long-term impacts because they're not there. Mm-hmm. Yet. But mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta think about the things that could happen sometimes just so that you can protect yourself because- you're going to keep doing what you're doing until it, until it gets to that point. We're all, you know, we're all healthy until we're not. Exactly. Um, And you never know when that day is going to come. So I I would encourage people to like, there is tobacco list hookah. Like if you really just want to be able to do it and see the smoke Mm -hmm. forever, like you can do those things, but I'd say like, if you, if you could do none of it, then don't, you know, there's some things to do. Right. And like, I get like this crazy fact I heard the other day. I found out that Post Malone smokes 40 to 45 cigarettes in one day. Yep. Mm -hmm. In one day. Like, how do you like get to that point? Like, I hear like, you know, like people smoke like a pack a day or like maybe two sometimes. Okay. 40 to 45. Wow. (laughs) Insane of you. And I mean, I don't know if he like posts, like publishes that like on the internet, just kind of like, this is my 40, 40th like cigarette of the day. I know he's not doing that, hopefully, but like, like you said, it's all through like the media and like what people see and hear from other people. I think I heard that on like the Steve Harvey morning show and I'm like, my jaw was on the ground. I'm like, no way. But like you guys are saying, like it is definitely portrayed in the media and like how people are seeing these celebrities doing this kind of like, oh, that's okay. Then I should be able to do it too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But thank you both so much for joining me in this first portion of the podcast. It's been a wonderful conversation just talking about Doja Cat and like Post Malone's like 45 cigarettes a day thing. But like, I'm glad that we we're trying to get some clarity on the misinformation that's being spread around about vaping and things like that. So thank you both so much. And we'll be right back after this break. Thank you. Hey, this is Cindy Cherlone, and I'm so excited to share with you my international podcast, Perfect Timing, that will be broadcasting on Mondays at 2 p.m. through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and so much more. We will have outstanding guests that will talk about their passions, goals, and dreams. Make sure you tune in and have a seat at the table where we will create a voice for us every Monday at 2 p.m. This is Cindy Collins of Perfect Timing. Have you put in place the tools and marketing strategies that will drive the revenue and growth outcomes for your business? 
Are you looking to expand your brand and image nationally and globally? Commercials, podcasting, graphics, and marketing support are just some of the ways we can dress up your business for prime time. We are EliteConversations.com. To learn more about us, check us out at EliteConversations.com, our website, email us at ecpodcastmedia at gmail.com, or call us at 301-900-5703. There are many people that need to know about the wonderful products and services you have to offer. Let Elite Conversations help you to get the word out. everyone again i'm back here with veronica and latasia and we were just talking about you know smoking and vaping and how it's affecting our communities in negative ways and how it's actually affecting the entertainment industry way harder than we actually think it is but um again we're back and actually in this segment we're going to start talking about juneteenth so i'm going to bring veronica back to talk about the history of this beautiful holiday so take it away uh, my i found this quote um from mitch Ketchin, and i hope i said his name right um celebrations of the end of slavery have three goals and that is to celebrate to educate and to agitate and i don't know what better to heavy on the agitate okay? <laughs> like <laughs> so um juneteenth basically is the day it marks the day that over 250,000 slaves enslaved black people um, in Texas were freed by an executive decree more than two and a half years um, after the Emancipation Proclamation. Um, this was in like Galveston, Houston area. Um, and it was one of those things where even though it happened, it still took some time and right. the decrees meant that a decree was made and didn't necessarily mean that people were freed all the way. But um, Juneteenth, the celebration portion, um, the first one actually happened um, the year after, um, and it was in a church center community event because we were not allowed to have public gatherings. And so mm-hmm. we had church events where there was um, music, food, games, um, voting registration for, for people. Um, you know, we, everybody put on their best clothes and <laughs> you right. know, just celebrated the, the end of something that had you know in no better terms our people messed up so Mm -hmm. um Juneteenth it's it's interesting when we talk about like Juneteenth being founded as like a national holiday recently because um Juneteenth celebrations spread across the country in like a really interesting way Mm -hmm. um especially because of the great migration during the 1920s 1930s um and that's how Juneteenth even started to spread. So everybody had their own different things that they were doing. Texas and Oklahoma obviously doing it better than anybody else could because they got rodeos. Um, and a lot of them were early political rallies um, mm-hmm. trying to get people to vote. Um, but most of it, Houston has Emancipation Park. They bought that land. Black people bought wow. that land. And, um, you know, they raised a thousand dollars, bought that land so that we could have Juneteenth in that square. Um, mm-hmm. and then, you know, now we have our national holiday and it's right. time to cookout, you know? Yes. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Didn't it become a national holiday like last year? Am I last year. Mm-hmm. After Georgia. Not after- soon yeah. enough. No. Not soon enough. at all. <laughs> and the funny thing about it is just like, you were saying it was educate, agitated. What else? Um, it was 
celebrate, educate, and agitate. Okay. I said have you on the agitate, but also the educate because I didn't even know Juneteenth was a thing until like maybe three years ago. And I was just kind of like, what is this thing that is a huge part of my culture that I'm not knowing about until just now? And I'm just kind of like, what's what's like the big castle? You know, why are we celebrating, you know, this momentous occasion? You know, and then like as I grew up and like I learned more about it, I'm like, oh, makes sense. So now I know why we're partying hard, you know? (laughs) But again, like I really think it's important that we are continuing to educate people about it and like, you know, why we deserve to have our own longly delivered uh holiday and just like why it's important to talk about that um but latasia why don't you give us a cute little lesser known fact about juneteenth yes very similar to you cindy i did not find out about juneteenth probably till about three years ago like you said i think actually it was in like 2020 actually after like Mm -hmm. the george floyd thing happened so um i was just finding out about it doing my own research and really figuring out like why is this something you know we should celebrate and of course upon doing my research I'm like wow like I wish I would have known this sooner but you know Mm -hmm. just grateful for where we are today so Mm -hmm. a lesser known fact is that um actually drinking red drinks like red kool-aid or just any type of like hawaiian punch that is red is a part of like the celebration tradition so I did not know that so if you at the cookout and you see a little red drink, then you should definitely take part. That's um, <laughs> that's their way to um, symbolize resilience. So I thought that was really special. Oh, wow. I did not know that myself. I know what I'm drinking this weekend. Actually, I'm going to like a fun little summit this weekend. I will be chowing down on the cookouts, the cooling, okay. whatever is there. <laughs> that's good to know. Um, I hmm. also like like you said, like the education and you're just like not knowing about this until like two, three years ago is something that needs to be brought up and things like that. So hopefully when I'm older and like I'm talking to my own grandchildren, I'm like, man, you know, Jim T, those were the times, you know, those okay, were the times. Yes. <laughs> they have to know about the Jim Team cookouts. They exactly. have to. <laughs> and hopefully like the traditions move on and people are still drinking red drinks and things like that. But that's good yes. to know. Thanks, Latisha. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Veronica, back to you. Uh, Juneteenth is a significant Black holiday that's historic, like that's history and significance is overlooked until recent years. Um, are there any issues in the Black community currently faces that are similarly over overlooked that are still important to know? Do you think tobacco? <laughs> <laughs> um, especially say louder for the people in the back. <laughs> okay, like we have so many things that you know. We could, we could go on a long, long list of all the things, all the egregious actions against Black people and the things that we've endured as a people. And we'd have a laundry list that goes out until t- 2034. However, um, tobacco is the one that we can challenge right now. Like, it's, I don't think people understand the ways that our community is A, targeted by tobacco, um, B, affected by tobacco. Like, I'd... I'd <sighs> It's such a, a large issue, but, you know, anywhere you go, if you go to a corner store, you go to the gas station or whatever, you can buy a Rello. People don't even know that that's tobacco. Um, mm-hmm. So people are participating in whatever they're participating in. They're rolling it up with a Rello and thinking that, oh, well, it's, it's a different substance, so it doesn't matter. And you're, you're smoking tobacco. Or, you know, people don't really use the, the chewing tobacco as much anymore, but, mm-hmm. you know, people still smoke cigarettes. Um, Secondhand black people are the most likely to be uh, affected by secondhand smoke. Um, mm-hmm. 
people still smoking cigars and and you know i i know our people love a good cigar i know they do and they do they do (laughs) i get it however every week though we don't you know it i think uh i don't remember what the exact fact was but i know that like a cigar is like 10 times more or something like that um than a cigarette um so it's just all these things that we don't know um and they're embedded in our cultural practices and I, I love our cultural practices and I love who we are and I love all of that all day, every day. But there's a certain point where certain things can change because we know better and we can do better. And I think it's our responsibility as a community to take care of each other. Um, so I know everybody ain't going to stop smoking. However, a lot of us can and right. a lot of us should. So, yeah. Right. And like, again, like just like being exposed to these kinds of things. And like, again, it even starts in the household with the secondhand smoke and things like that. It's like, oh, well, like my uncle did this. So maybe I should do it too. Are people who like stress smoke? Like, I'm like, there's other ways to get rid of that. And like, you know, I think it's so like we're marginalized in that kind of way because it's been normalized over so many years. It's kind of like, oh, you don't need to go to therapy. You just need a cigarette. Oh, you don't need to do this. You just need to drink this. No. Like there's different ways to handle different situations. And so like all this like tobacco consumption has been implemented into our culture, unfortunately, for so long that it has been normalized and things like that. So like you said, the education needs to, you know, start happening and we all need to, you know, stop these like like generational kind of disparage. need to get rid of it. And I think I really think we can do that. We just continue to educate and just like help people learn what's going on. Yes. And I do want to expand on something you said um, when it, as far as is just using smoking or different vices as a coping mechanism um, when you are stressed. The thing that people don't realize is that it's not really releasing any stress from you. It's just masking that stress. It's just distracting you from the stress. It's not really, um, you know, bring the stress out of you because there are ways that you actually can, because Veronica actually mentioned on um, Reiki or meditation or yoga, things like that. People just don't know, you know, they don't know about these resources that they're, um, that are available. So I think that's definitely important. Definitely. Like the way they're just like blocking things like that and the way that people aren't really opening up the doors to let people know that there's more than just like smoking and doing things like that. Cause it is a kind of mass. It's just kind of like, Oh my gosh, I have all this homework to do. I'm going to go hit a blunt. That's not going to make your homework get done now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but again, I'm going to keep saying this over and over until it is implemented deep into you all's minds that you guys are listening. Educate. Please make sure that you know, like, you know what you're putting into your bodies and why it may or may not be good or bad for you. Just like making sure that we're making the right decisions for our own personal and mental health. Cool. Cool. (laughs) Moving on back into Juneteenth. Uh, Latasia, while I have you, uh, do you have any like three themes or words that you believe are characteristics or embody Juneteenth and why? Yes. My first word will be resilience. Um, Red juice. (laughs) Yes. Make sure y'all get y'all red drinks. Juneteenth. (laughs) Um, Another one would be advocacy and celebration, because I definitely think it's important to fight for your rights and to use your voice to make change, because how will things get done? And then, of course, once you get that thing done, you need to celebrate it because it deserves celebration. And I want all Black people to know that it's this isn't just a minor thing. This isn't just something that should be taken lightly. Like, mm-hmm. people have shed blood and tears and just, you know, struggle for this. So mm-hmm. I definitely think that celebration is, like, the main theme of this holiday 
Mm-hmm. And it also like embraces and empowers me to love myself know that it's okay to, you know, be a black woman and kind of like have fun with that. Because someone who's grown up in predominantly white schools my entire life, it's kind of like, what do I do? I kid you not just walking around like school one day, I think it was in the hallways, the last like class of the day, I felt like five hands in my hair, people like your hair is so, I'm like, bubble, please. <laughs> it just kind of like, personal space and just like kind of letting people know and like obviously they didn't mean anything like bad by they're just kind of like your hair is soft it's like ask before you touch please this isn't show and tell <laughs> um but just like learning to embrace that and you know I didn't really start like going natural as we say until like sixth grade or something like that and I'm about to be a senior in high school so it hasn't even been that long and so just like learning and growing and just like having to use the internet for things like that and just like I'm so happy that we have these resources that allow us to embrace ourselves in that sort of way. Uh, Veronica, how about you? I know you mentioned the first three of them when we first started talking about Juneteenth, but if you have any three more words or characteristics to embody Juneteenth, what would they be and why? First one would have to be community. Um, Yes. Community, community, community. Um, Joy. Um, Our joy is so important. Our joy is power. Our joy is, is resistance like our joy is reclamation our joy is all of those things and I want us to focus on joy I want us to focus on being happy Mm -hmm. um and I think the last one would have to be empowerment um it like anytime you read our history or you think about the things that we've been through as a people generationally currently like we make it through all things Mm-hmm. And we were able to make it through something that most people would have never even imagined. Exactly. Make it through. And then we got to celebrate it. Yeah. <laughs> and even through the celebrations had to create our own spaces so that we could celebrate. Like exactly. There ain't no other person that can make something happen as black people. Yes. Say yeah. that. So <laughs> those would be my three. Definitely. I love, but Again, thank you both so much for taking the time to, you know, talk about the use of tobacco in Black communities and just like Juneteenth and this amazing celebration that is coming up this weekend. This episode will be out before, like after that. But I hope you all had a good time. Before I let you go, Veronica, while I have you, why don't you share with my listeners how they can reach and follow you? Um, So y'all can follow me on Instagram. Y'all gonna have to get filtered through that private filter, but still um, at little... L-U-L dot R-O-N-I. Um, you can follow me on Twitch if you would like to. I play games sometimes at Mind of Ronnie J. Um, and if you would like to join the Speak Up team, if you're an HBCU um, undergrad and you are uh, a woman, uh, <laughs> <laughs> at uh, V Joseph at SaveAGirlSaveAWorld.org. Um, and we will get you some information. Yes, ma'am. Latasia, over to you. Yes, you all can follow me at Latasia Lasus. That's Instagram. And that's all the social media for me, y'all. I barely be on Instagram. But if you have any questions about Save a Girl, Save a World Speak Up um, program, then you can definitely email me at llasus at saveagirlsaveworld.org. Fantastic. Again, thank you both so much for joining me and having this wonderful conversation and just like letting people know and being informed about everything that's going on in our community. And thank you to my listeners for listening. And this is Perfect Timing.